It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard A bumper Saturday with both Celtic and Rangers in action at the same time Ange Postacoglu's side host Aberdeen While Michael Beale takes his men to Livingston There's also Hibs against Kilmarnock Dundee United taking on St Johnson and St Mirren at home to Ross County I'm Andrew McLean, joining me in the studio today is Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL And we'll call it simultaneous Saturday Andrew I think Super Scoreboard takes you to two places at one time From West Lothian to the east end of Glasgow No comedy acts Just the serious business of the championship One week before You know who Play you know where For you know what Big games Big names today Unless your name happens to be O And we are all over all of them Using what Gordon Dale knows As the powers of bilocation Yo, I'm looking forward to today Andrew Because it's quite unusual we get Rangers and Celtic kicking off the same time on a Saturday when we are live on air. So intriguing day ahead and all the fixtures in between. Plenty of intrigue in the ones at the bottom of the table and that middle table as well bunching up nicely. So big day ahead. With the guys, strap yourself in. I think we'll get plenty of goals, plenty of action, plenty of excitement. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this afternoon's card. Yeah, I think the last time Celtic and Rangers both played in separate games at three o'clock on a Saturday was back in September 2020. It was during lockdown season as well, yeah. so things were very different then. So it should be an interesting dynamic today with both teams in action. If I remember that day well, Andrew, Rangers scored five? Four. Four-nil Celtic win against five. Dundee United Celtic and Celtic scored, scored five. five. So it was 9-0 on aggregate. You'd uh, settle for that today if you were Ange Postacoglu and Michael Beale. But somehow, I think it'll be tighter than that from West Lothian to the East End. Well, five big Premiership games to keep you up to date with. And of course, we'll let you know what's happening all around the grounds in Scotland as well. And then come five o'clock, it's the open line 0141951025. We want to hear from you then, but plenty of action to happen before then. Let's go, let's go to Celtic Park, shall we? Gabriel Antoniazzi has the build up. Thanks, Andrew. Yes, eight wins in a row for Celtic. They are cruising at the top of the league at the moment, trying to maintain their advantage over Rangers, with both teams, of course, playing at the same time this afternoon. Michael Beale says nine points is a big gap, but Cameron Carter-Vick has told us yesterday that it isn't. Expect the hoops to go all out here as they aim to continue their free-scoring form. They're, of course, totally focused on Aberdeen today. They'll still want to be flying going into next week's League Cup final against Rangers at Hampden. Big team news here as well, Coming from the Celtic changing room, Kyogo was passed as fit yesterday by Ange Postacoglu, which is a huge relief to the Celtic supporters everywhere. Of course, he came off early last weekend with a shoulder injury. However, he is only fit enough for the bench today. He is one of three changes from that 5-1 win against St Mary in the Cup last week. Uh, Aaron Moy and David Turnbull drop out entirely. As I said, Kyogo is on the bench. Oh, makes his first start for the club. He leads the line up top. A huge chance for the Korean, whilst Hitate and O'Reilly come back into the midfield. I'll give you the full 11 now. It's Joe Hart in goal. Back four of Alter Johnson, Cameron Carter, because Carl Starfelt and Greg Taylor. Captain Callum McGregor at the base midfield with Rayo Hitate and Matt O'Reilly either side of him. Jota and Dyson Maida are on the wings. Oh, leads the line. Bain Hacks, Ivanovic, Abada, Kobayashi, Kyogo, Iwata, Bernabe, Ralston and Forrest are the substitutes. Well, what about the visitors here today? The Dons are up man. 
managed by former Celt Barry Robson. Of course, he's in interim charge of the club as they look for their next permanent boss. Robson's only been in charge of two matches, one win and one loss. But he did have a free week seven days ago due to their early Scottish Cup exit. Perhaps the spare time on the training ground will have given him time to get his ideas across. Will we see improved results on the pitch this afternoon? There's only one change from their 3-1 victory over Motherwell last time out. Liam Scales cannot play against his parent club, so Jack McKenzie comes into the left-hand side of defence. It's a 3-5-2 formation for the Dons. Jay Gorter in goal. Back three of Matthew Pollock, Angus McDonald and Jack McKenzie. Matty Kennedy is right wing back with Johnny Hayes on the left. Ilba Ramadani and Graham Shinney are at the base midfield with Leighton Clarkson just in front of them. And the two leading the line are Bojamiowski and Duke. Substitutes, Lewis, Markande, Mislovic, Watkins, Polvara, Coulson, Duncan, Richardson and Roberts. The referee here in Glasgow is Willie Collum. The VAR is Alan Newlands. Yeah, a few interesting pieces of team news there from Celtic Park. I think the, the headline one, Hugh, would be the yeah. fact that Kyogo does not start. He had some fitness issues after the last game, a shoulder injury. Ange Postacoglu did play it down, but does that seem like the sensible choice with such a big game next weekend? I would describe it as the intriguing choice. I think the fans already like the look of O. Uh, he got his first goal for the club against St Mirren in the Cup last Saturday. Uh, he has looked promising the game before that The way he rolled Considine up at uh, Perth And gave Celtic the free kick From which David Turnbull scored the fourth goal I think it's an intriguing one I think Kyogo is in no doubt of his place at Hamden But it's intriguing for the fans to see all from the start And let me get it off my chest right away I do not understand why Willie Collum Who's had a shocking season And who has made mistake after mistake is put in charge of the game of the day in Scotland. It baffles me. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get onto referees as the day goes on. Mark, talking about O, it's a huge opportunity for him, isn't it? It certainly is. Um, young player who's came to the country and made an immediate impact. You've got to say, and you know, you've got to remember he's been surrounded by the whole Jackie Marcus debacle as well. You know, he would have been well aware. Are the shoes that he has to fill and what Jackie Mack has meant to the Celtic fans. So that can bring him about his own pressures. But got to see it every time I've seen him, he does look impressive. Now he's got the opportunity from the start today against uh, an Aberdeen side to have struggled to keep clean sheets this year. I think it's a cautious choice from Ange Postecoglou. One eye next week knows he's got Kyogo on the bench if things aren't going right, but. I like the look of this this boy. Oh, I think he, he'll do a good turn for Celtic I think, this afternoon. I think, I think it's a good selection in the case of when you come to a new club, especially as a centre forward, most important thing, get your first goal. Go up and run and get that, get that off your back. Get that goal. That gives you the confidence. I think it's a great bit of timing for him because he'll be desperate to go out there home against Aberdeen, decent side, big crowd. Um, so I think he'll be out there to prove what he's all about And uh, as I say, the goal has given him so much confidence He'll be looking for opportunities And he'll be looking for an R1 today We'll need to hear what Ange Postacoglu says Whether it's before the game or after the game about Aaron Moy But he's not in the squad whatsoever, Mark Will that be yeah. a concern for Celtic fans with a cup final a week away And just given the form he's been in over the last couple of well, months? Well, not a concern for today Because they've got that much quality uh, Riley just comes back in So no problem there Quite unusual There may be a number of reasons Maybe he's just rested Maybe he's got something Else in the background That he needs to sort out How many times have we heard that If he was injured Surely Ange Postacoglu Would have come out yesterday Because he, said Turnbull, he said Turnbull Was injured But he didn't injured. mention yeah. why so, so quite easy But he he has been a standout In recent weeks Celtic fans 
going along today won't be disappointed that he's out today but they'll certainly hope he's there next week I'm not suggesting he's due his bus pass anytime soon but Moy is the oldest member of the squad <laughs> and uh, it might just be as Mark said a precaution just let him have a day off O'Reilly did score his first goal of the season when he came on uh, against St Mirren last Saturday and looked the part again having previously looked a little bit jaded uh, so you know, Ange Postacoglu, as they always say, sees them in training every day. He knows who to go with and who to leave out. A big test for Aberdeen and Barry Robson as well, because if you go back to, was it the last time Celtic and Aberdeen played each other in December? That seemed to be the beginning of the end, really, for Jim Goodwin. Yes, there was bigger results that went against them, but... They played against Celtic at Pataudry. They set up really defensive. They lost a goal in the 87th minute and the Aberdeen supporters were not happy about the way that yeah. you know Aberdeen set up against Celtic. A lot of the fans had a lot to say about Jim Goodwin and, yeah. and how they set up in that game and he never really recovered from it. Yes, this is a different game. It's away from home, but it's a big test for Barry Robson. It certainly is. Um, and so soon into his managerial career, going to Celtic Park against this the Coggle side that just sweep everybody away so it'll be interesting to see how he sets up uh, I know Gav said that it was I would like a 3-5-2 formation so again that's a wee bit different but that day up at Petaudry Jim Goodwin had a game plan he was six minutes away from getting a point and how quickly football changes with that little bit of quality that then started the ball rolling and what ultimately led to his, his sacking so Different game, different circumstances at Celtic Park, but Ange Postacoglu will treat it the same. Barry he won't Robson, treat it any different. Barry Robson is doing a, an audition today. He's auditioning for the job of Aberdeen manager. Uh, when Celtic played at Petaudry, Aberdeen were anti-football. Today, they'll need to be pro-entertainment because Barry Robson has people to impress. And uh, I think that's the kind of football you see from Aberdeen today. He'll take his cue from the 60,000 crowd, from the atmosphere that's going to be there, from the first whistle What do you make of the way Aberdeen are handling Their managerial situation at the moment Because Dave Cormack has said That Barry Robson is likely to be in charge Until at least the end of February Different teams handle it in different ways Motherwell have already held Their interviews, they did mm. that on Friday It's likely you'd think that By Monday we'll maybe know who the next Motherwell manager is going to be Whereas Aberdeen are taking a lot more time over it I, I totally understand it. Uh, I think it's right because I think Aberdeen have got the luxury. Um, they're in the position that they can take their time. Motherwell are a completely different kettle of fish. They're fighting relegation just now. They've got a terrific one midweek. But I think that Aberdeen are doing the right thing. I think they've got time to sit back, analyse, and obviously, as you touched on there, Barry Robson, caretaker manager, we see it a million times. If he had to go and pull off a result today at Celtic Park, it would jump him right into the favourite seat to take it permanently. But I think Aberdeen are doing the right thing because they have got to get their next appointment right. They've got so many things wrong at Petaudry, they have to get it right. So take your time. And from a Celtic perspective, they just need to keep winning, Mark. Simple as that. Ah, simple as that. I mean, it's in their hands. They they don't need to change the way they're playing, really. Um, anybody that comes up against them, any style, any formation that comes up against them, they seem to play the same way and always get a result. Ange Postacoglu just needs to keep those levels. And when you've got such a big squad and it's so competitive, I think it's fairly easy to keep those levels so... Yep, same again today for him. How do you argue with a man who's got one defeat in 57 league games? You know, the, the consistency has been off the charts with uh, Ange Postacoglu. 
And, you know, the, the introduction of O today adds another intriguing dimension to the whole thing. It looks like an absolute belter of a game at Celtic Park. Yeah, we are having a few technical difficulties at the Tony Macaroni Arena, so we will hear from Roger Hanna when we can. In fact, I think we may be able to now, Roger. Yeah, Gordon, welcome to the Tony Macaroni. And I can oh, give Gordon, you he's head. done it already. Oh. How many minutes into the show oh. and he's gone for Gordon already? You know, Resign. you know why? You know why I've done that? He's standing in front of me. That is, uh, that, that's a sort of a local bias, I think he might describe it himself. Anyway, I can tell you the headline team news, Andrew, from the Tony Macaroni, and it is, there is no Malik Tillman in the Rangers squad this afternoon. The man has been at the centre of all the news stories this week after his goal against Partick Thistle in the Cup a week ago is not involved. In fact, there are four changes for the Rangers team that beat Partick Thistle in the Cup last week. Back come Connor Goldson, Fashion Sakala, Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos. James Sands and Antonio Cholak go to the bench. Yanis Hadji is rested on well, I think that is the technical difficulties. We've had some difficulties Sorry, in the studio as well at the moment. We'll go back to Roger Hanna when we can. The difficulties in the studio is that as soon as Roger started speaking, Mark Wilson just fell off his stool, crashing into the wall. It was none of us even concentrating on what Roger was saying there. I have taken my grandchildren to eye plays that were better behaved than this. <laughs> this is this is it's like the substitute teachers in, isn't it? And it's just chaos. It's yeah. yeah it doesn't take a lot to get me injured, trust me. So can we please fix the stools in here? Right, let, let's see if Roger can bring some decorum. Have we got you back, Roger? You certainly have, Andrew. I don't know how much of that you heard. Did you get the team news at all? We are having technical troubles here at Livingston. Yeah, we got the Rangers team, I believe, the, the headline, of course, that Malik Tillman is not in the squad whatsoever. Yeah, well, I can give you the Livingston team a couple of changes David Martindale's made after that shock. Scottish Cup exit to Inverness, Carly Thistle here seven days ago. Out go Jason Holt to the bench and Bruce Anderson, of course, who was injured in the first half of that defeat. In comes Sean Kelly and Stephen Omeonga to bolster that midfield. So Livingston go with Shamal George in goal. It's a back four, Nicky Devlin. Jack Fitzwater, Io Obalai and James Penrice. Across the middle, Stephen Omeonga, Sean Kelly and Scott Pittman. And then Stephen Bradley and Stephen Kelly will flank Joel Nubley, who scored half of his four goals this season against Rangers, of course. The subs, Hamilton, Longridge, Boys, DeLucas, Montano, Holt, Shinney, Bahambala and Guthrie. We'll get through the Rangers team. Alan McGregor and goals the back four. James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Ben Davis and Borna Barisic. Then Nicholas Raskin making his league first start for Rangers to Klein Kamara. Then it's Fashion Sakala, Todd Cantwell and Ryan Kent behind Alfredo Morelos on the bench. McLaughlin, Cholak, Sands, Wright, Ruth, King, Devine. 17-year-old Zach Lovelace and 16-year-old Bailey Rice both on the bench for an injury hit Rangers this afternoon. The ref's David Dickinson. The VAR is Andrew Dallas. I actually did this game, Andrew, for Super Scoreboard last season and Michael Beale had just left Rangers. It was Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's first Premiership match as manager. The likes of Calvin Bassey, Joe Aribo, Nathan Patterson and Jermaine Defoe all on the side. So that just shows you the sort of changes that have been since that game last season. They have been back once to West Lothian since then. Scott Arnfield and James Tavernier scoring a quick-fire double after Nubilee's early open on that first day of the league season. That will be remembered as John Suter's only appearance if you remember in the Rangers jersey. Nubilee, as I say, has scored so far in both games against Rangers this season in the league but Livy still reeling from that cup exit seven days ago. It was a real setback for the team fourth in the Premiership to lose to a mid-ranking championship team in Inverness. Rangers, they arrive in far better form 
They've won 12 out of 13 under Michael Beale since his return to the club. The manager's so happy, he didn't even name-check Dale Wilson and Keevans when he was talking about punditry comedy acts through the week. Well, the only comedy in this studio was Mark Wilson falling off his stool a few moments ago. But when you look at that Rangers team, Michael Beale has talked about the injuries they've got. That is really highlighted by the bench. Roger said it's 16-year-old Bailey Rice, 17-year-old Zach Lovelace. Mm. Guys that haven't really been about the Rangers squad a it's, lot and, and they're on the bench for this game. It's highly ironic. At the end of a week in which Michael Beale has spoken about having too many players and he'll need to get rid of players in this, the, the close season, now he finds himself with not enough players to have what you would know as a recognisable bench. However, I go back to the point, the 11 who start are better than the 11 they face, and that's why Rangers are favourites. No Malik Tillman in the Rangers squad, an interesting one, Mark? Yeah, as um, again, could be a number of reasons, could be carrying a slight knot, could be for other reasons that maybe one eye in next week, because he's certainly the man in form for Rangers, but when you look at that midfield, I think what Rangers fans going along will be excited to see Cantwell and Raskin again, who showed up pretty well last week, but even though Rangers are injury hit, you still look at the bench and who they could turn to if things aren't going right, they've obviously got Cholak, right, Roof is back in there, and young King, King as well, so plenty of strength, should get the job done, I know it's a hard place to go, but Rangers always seem to find a way there. People always sort of wheel out that cliche of it being a, a hard place to go, and it is a lot of the time, but Rangers do have a very good record there of late, Gordon. Uh, yeah, I think if you're Rangers Celtic, it's only hard if you don't get in with the right approach. You know it's going to be difficult, you know Livingston going to get at you, they know how to play the pitch, they train on it every single day, um, but you can't make that as an excuse. I, I agree with Mark and, and Hugh, you look at that Rangers team, it's full of talent, Midley Park have got some terrific players, Morales up front, they'll be hoping he gets amongst the goals, so... I think that if Rangers go about their business the right way today, they'll get three points. Three wins in the last three visits. You can't do better than that. Well, two big games there at Celtic Park in the Tony Macaroni Arena, but that's not even half the story in the top flight because there are another three big matches. St Mirren against Ross County, Dundee United against St Johnson, and Hibs against Kilmarnock. We'll get the build-up from those games next. Action as it happens. Reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, and Hugh Evans here with me, Andrew McLean, on today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've had all the build up from Celtic Park and the Tony Macaroni Arena ahead of Celtic against Aberdeen and Livingston against Rangers. There has been a big goal down south as well in injury time between Arsenal and Aston Villa. A big one in the title race as well. Arsenal have come from behind now 3 2 up. An own goal from Emmy Martinez as well it came off the bar hit him on the shoulder and went in so that is a, a big goal with Man City chasing them down Scotland women's national team also in action today in the Pinatar Cup they are nil-nil around 20 minutes in against the Philippines in that game we'll keep you up to date there but there is also three other big premiership matches to go around let's go to Easter Road Fraser Wisher is there for Hibs against Kilmarnock I am Andrew and looking forward to it today in the capital city and Hibs of course last Saturday had a free day didn't have a game because they were knocked out of the Scottish Cup by heart so they've had a couple of weeks to train get some players fit and just enjoy the victory last time out in Paisley it was an excellent performance by them and despite some of the negative headlines has been around the club this season I win today could see them in fourth place if Livy don't win their game against Rangers and they're actually Hibs in with a good shout of European football next season in fact since the defeat to Hearts at New Year, they're unbeaten in the league in five games. Three wins, two draws, 13 goals. They must be confident 
of continuing that run today. And it's really been helped by the form of Eli Yuan beginning to slowly show more consistent form. He scored in his last three games. Really important for Hibs at that time is Kevin Nisbet, who misses out today. Again, has hardly played a part in those three games. One, he was just after his transfer. He got injured in the second and then missed the game in Paisley the other week. And so Kelly will have to be careful of Yuan, but they must come with a wee bit of confidence after an excellent cup victory at Tannadice last week and a draw to Nevis Cali Thistle. Of course, the quarterfinals gives him the chance of a second cup semi-final this year, but it's the league games now that must take priority. And for Derek McInnes, he must find a way of improving their away league form. He needs to sort it very quickly. 13 away games this season, no wins and only two draws. And if they're going to stay up, they must start taking more points on the road. They just can't rely on their whole form. I'm sure Derek would happily accept a point today and they'll have to find a way of scoring, I think, because Hibs usually score a goal or two here. But Kelly have only scored five away goals in those 13 games. And, of course, Dodge can't play against his parent club. Sean Lafferty left the club in January. Young in this camera is injured, so a lot will be expected of Kyle Vassell up front. And he t- t- plays today as the lone striker. For the teams, for Hibernian, they go 4-2-3-1 formation. But Stevenson is on the bench and Newell McCurdy miss out from the last time. And in come three players, Chris Cadden, Ewan Henderson and Marianne Cabraja. So they go with David Marshall in goals. Conrad egan Riley, Will Fish, Paul Harlan and Marianne Cabraja at the back. Two in midfield, James Jago and Ewan Henderson with Chris Cadden. Josh Campbell signed a new contract this week and Aidan McGeady in behind Ellie Yuhan. On the bench for Hibs, Murray Johnson, Lewis Miller, Kel McGuinness, Jake Doyle-Hayes, Jaya Tavares, Matthew Hopp, Lewis Stevenson, Oscar McIntyre and Josh O'Connor. For Kelly, just the one change, Dodge, as I mentioned earlier, can't play against his parent club. So in comes Jordan Jones. Slight change to, to a 4-2-3-1 for Derek McInnes. Sam Walker in goals, Lewis Mayo, Joe Wright, Chris Stokes and Luke Chambers at the back. Two midfield, Brad Lyons and Blair Olsen with Dan Armstrong, Rory McKenzie and Jordan Jones behind the lone striker, Kyle Vassell. On the bench for Kelly, Zach Hemming, Alan Power, Ash Taylor, Liam Polworth, Fraser Murray, Scott Robinson, Kerr McEnroy, Ryan Alibosi and Bobby Wales. The Today, Easter Road is John Beaton, and the VAR referee is Stephen Kirkland. Yeah, Hibs have sort of perceived to be having not a great season. It didn't start out that well, Hugh, but you look at it, they're unbeaten in their last five league games. Yes, in the middle of that, they had a big cup defeat to Hearts, but quietly going about their business and to the point where they're only one point behind Livingston. European football is now a real, realistic aspiration for them. I thought there was a time when Lee Johnson was in danger of losing his job. Uh, I thought that the the club would be in the position of having lost Jack Ross and uh, Sean Maloney in quick succession faced with a third big decision but credit to him he has stuck to his task and the man under pressure is Derek McInnes because a sequence of results today could put Kelly bottom of the table so it's a big afternoon for Derek and uh, the players who simply don't score enough goals but for Lee Johnson Someone who is a great gift to our profession, Andrew, because, as you know, he never stops talking. And sometimes you think he's all talk and no action. But fair play to the man, he's hung in and other rewards could be on their way. Yeah, Hibs will feel confident today going into this one that they can make it six unbeaten, that they can potentially put pressure on Livingston above them. Livingston, obviously, a a tough game today at home to Rangers. They... Do have a game in hand on Hibs, but if Hibs can can win today, potentially leapfrog Livingston, get them yeah. into fourth, it would be a big day for them. Yeah, and then I'm pretty sure Lee Johnson would be looking up ahead of him in Hearts. You know, that cuts the points difference with Hearts to five points. And look, three or four weeks ago, could you have even envisaged that with the problems that was facing Lee Johnson when he had back-to-back defeats against his great rivals and it looked like it was only going to end one way. But that game against Aberdeen... 
a real turning point One manager lost his job The other has kicked on And he'll be looking upwards now So yeah, it's been a big couple of weeks for Hibs But let's be honest, they should be there yeah, Hibs cool. should be there in the table all this, you know, the last couple of years where it's been a shambles, sacking manager after manager and being in the bottom half of the table, they should be third or fourth in the league. And you look at Kilmarnock's away record, the worst in the league mm. by an absolute mile. They've lost thir- uh, 11 of their 13 games. They've only drawn the other two. So they've got two points from 13 games. They really need to start picking up points away from home because. You're not going to stay up if your record's like that, are you? Not just away from home. I think they've got to start picking up points uh, full stop. Andrew, they've got a couple of real important games coming up. Now, yeah, I think Hibs will get into this game firm favourites because they're on their own. They're at home. But this is a winnable game for Kamarnock. There's no doubt about that. And then I think their next home game would be Motherwell, which would be an absolute cracker to go and win for both sides. Uh, obviously two of them down there fighting for survival and then I think they play Rangers so they've got a lot of big games coming up Um, I said at the beginning of the season I thought it was going to be a long hard struggle for Kilmarnock and so far it's proven right Well let's hear from both managers starting with Lee Johnson It's the sole focus isn't it to make sure that we we give ourselves a shot of European football and and that is is a, a real it's not a stretch goal because it should be uh, sort of standard if you like for a club like us that is how we're going to build that consistency of decision making based on knowing the financial parameters that you can work with and obviously giving our supporters what they want which is uh, real genuine competitive football like outside of the competitive national league that's here already As I say we've had some tight games on the road this season in isolation when you look at certain games we've been unlucky and, and close to getting positive results but there's been too many um, this season when we, we haven't been that so last Saturday was a, a strong performance in terms of that side of it didn't give up, give up too many opportunities to the opposition and I think when you're going as a away team getting that first goal as we did last week you know it, it, it can bring that pressure onto the home side that we've not been able to do often enough this season Well that's Hibs against Kilmarnock a big game down at the bottom at Tannadice Dundee United against St Johnson Dave Galloway's there yeah, we're hoping for a big crowd here today, Andrew, as Dundee United celebrate 40 years since they became Scottish champions. Admission prices have been cut. Some of the 1983 team will take to the pitch before kick-off and there will be a singing section in the shed end of the stadium today. Of course, the irony is that the current terror side sits bottom of the league after picking up only one point from five games. St Johnston's results, mind you, haven't been good either, but they'll come here back by a substantial away support as they try and capitalise on a run of pre-split games that don't involve any matches against the old firm. Both sides have made a few changes for United. Firstly, in come Doom, Behich, McGrath and Fotheringham out go McMahon, Niskanen, uh, Middleton and Kudjo. So it's Birigiti in goals. A back three for United today of Smith, Mulgrew and Aina. A midfield four, McGrath, Levitt, Doom and Behich with Fotheringham, Fotheringham and Sibbald behind, behind uh, Fletcher up top the subs for United Newman McMahon Graham Niskanen Anaku Freeman 
Cujo, uh, Thompson and McLeod. Four changes also for St Johnston. It's uh, Gordon, Montgomery, Halberg and Clark in for Constantine, Gallagher, uh, Carey and McLennan. It looks like probably a 4-2-3-1 for them. Matthews in goals across the back. Uh, Brown, Mitchell, Gordon and Montgomery. McPherson and Phillips, the sitting midfielders with uh, further forward right Halberg and Clark. May leading the line as per usual. The subs for the Saints Sinclair, Gallagher, Wotherspoon, Rudden, Bear, uh, Crawford, Carey, McLennan, and Murphy. Referee is Kevin Clancy, and on VAR is David Monroe. Well, Hugh, Dave was telling us there it's the, the 40th anniversary. All the yep. you know the, the favourites from that team are, are there from the title winning side of 1983. And the, what players they were. I mean, uh, Paul Hegarty. I met Paul recently in Glasgow at an Andrea Bocelli concert, would you put? Mm. Uh, Davy Neary. The Dazzler will remember Davy Neary, a Wraith Rover stalwart after he had won a title with Dundee United. Um, Malpass. Paul, Paul Sturrock. Fantastic players. I remember they very well. How do you like it if you're a Dundee United fan to win the title by beating Dundee? On the final day of the season uh, It was just a sensational season Jim McLean Now sadly no longer with us Was the the creator of the modern day Dundee United A man who took them to European finals European semi-finals Won the title And was just a terrific Character within the Scottish football A genius To have done all that for Dundee United and uh, I wish them all well. It's sad to see the club in the state it's in right now. There's uh, unrest among the fans. There's concern about the financial position of the club. There's obviously concern about the league position of the club. The rock bottom. But I hope that Paul Hegarty enjoys his day because he deserves it, and all the other players of that era thoroughly deserve it too. I must, I must admit, just quickly, um, the 83 side, I ran them ragged many a time. Uh, a lot of them will have sore legs. Going out there How come they won the title then? Yeah, yeah. Where did, where, where did so, your team finish that season? Uh, sorry, 82 then. Um, <laughs> I, I, I played with a few of them. Terrific players, as, as Hugh quite rightly says, and uh, you know they'll have a wonderful day, but the most important thing that the ex-players will be along there hoping for is a Dundee United three points. Yeah, Dundee United have lost each of their last three league games. The last time they lost four in a row was Jack Ross's last four league games in charge. Yes, there was the, the 7-0 against Alkmaar in the middle of that. There was also a 9-0 defeat to Celtic in there. Mm. But, you know, pressure may start to build on Liam Fox if Dundee United can't get themselves off the bottom of the table sometime yeah, soon. Yeah, I think it's already there. I think it's already building. Hugh's right. There is concern about many things at the club, but you have to look at the immediate future of the club and that's staying in this Premiership. And Liam Fox needs one. To, I, you know what? I do fancy him today. When you look at that squad, that Dundee United squad, even when you look at how they played at Tynecastle, you know, I know they get beat down to 10 men, but they played well. They've got good players. They just need to piece it all together, the, but I've answered them today. Could the ultimate irony be on where Dundee United face Dundee 40 years after that league mm. title win in the playoff that decides whether Dundee come up or Dundee United go down? That would be the ultimate irony. Do you know the, the, the thing I, I'm listening to Mark there, and I've been guilty of as well? We keep saying this Dundee United will get good players. Now, we know they'll get good players. But we're now into February and they're sitting bottom of the league. How long are Dundee United fans going to go along there and say, we've got good players, 
But lose game after game after game And all of a sudden get relegated So as much as they have got good players They've got to get a good team To start winning and getting three points Well their American owner is over for this one So he'll be keeping a keen eye on what's happening On the pitch That's Dundee United against St Johnston The final Premiership game St Mirren against Ross County David Friel yeah, Andrew, and there's good news and bad news for St Mirren ahead of this one. I'll start with the bad news, get that out of the way first. Alec Gogic, Keanu Bacchus, Scott Tanzer, they've all joined the growing injury list and haven't made the St Mirren squad. It was already stretched to the max and they are all out today. But there is good news, Curtis Main, he was a major injury doubt, but he has declared himself fit. He starts up front and Charles Dunn, such a big player at the back, has also returned from injury. So I think Stephen Robinson, it's fair to say, will be boosted by those two being available and they're actually trying to avoid a fourth defeat in 10 days. St Mirren have been a, a real success story this season, but they've had a bit of a tough time. Obviously, as I said, a lot of injuries to handle just now, and obviously losing players as well. They start the day in six or a point ahead of Aberdeen. I suppose if Celtic do the business for them across the, the city, then they could even extend that gap today. Stephen Romsey has made four changes. As I said, out go Gogic, Bacchus, Tanzer and Richard Taylor. In come Charles Dunn, Greg Kilty, Terry Small and Ryan Flynn. So St Mirren will be the usual 3-5-2 formation. Trevor Carson in goals, Marcus Fraser, Declan Gallagher and Charles Dunn at the back. Ryan Strain, Greg Kilty, Ryan Flynn, Mark O'Hara and Terry Small across the midfield with Tony Watt and Curtis Main up front. Subs for St Mirren is Urminski, Shaughnessy, Richard Taylor, Fraser Taylor, Offord, Kenny, Campbell, Gil Martin and Jameson. As for Ross County, Malcolm Mackay's team struggling at the bottom. They lost 1-0 here at the start of the season. They then beat St Mirren 3-2 in Dingwall in November. There isn't usually much between the teams. I was looking back. It was a narrow one apiece and a draw last season. Over the years, it tends to be quite tight affairs. Probably similar today. County are second bottom right now. They're badly in need of points. Malcolm Mackay was a busy man in, gen- in January, but one of his signings, St Mirren's Eamon Brophy, isn't clearly available to play today. County haven't actually played since losing 2-1 to Rangers a fortnight ago. They missed out in the Scottish Cup weekend. And Malcolm makes one change. Simon Murray is in for Eamon Brophy. So it's a 3-4-1-2 formation Ross Laidlaw and goals back three of Keith Watson Jack Baldwin and Alec Iacovite midfield four of Conor Randall Noan Kenny Victor Latoury and George Harmon with Jan Danda in behind Simon Murray and Jordan White it's also counter Monroe Sims Stones Kankola Samuel Callaghan Smith Aurora Edwards and Guion Edwards the referee is Graeme Granger and the VAR is Gavin Duncan yeah, well, Stephen Robinson is very happy with how St Mirren are going this season, Hugh, but they won't want to make it four defeats no. in a row. You start creeping into territory there where you know morale and, and things like that start to shift. And David is telling us about the injury worries that he has for today, so it's a diminished St Mirren. The only thing you can say, though, is that they're playing a team who have scored 20 goals in the league all season. Kyogo at Celtic has scored 19 He's only one goal short of the entire goals for for Ross County this season. So that clearly is Malcolm Mackay's big problem. But the way that things are going for St Mirren right now, luck appears to be leaving them behind for the moment. It will return one day. But as Mark and Gordon know, sometimes you get into that rut uh, and they may struggle today. I yeah. think I think that's sort of I think that'll be a good game, Hugh. I don't think it'll be a scrappy game, uh, as we normally hear from uh, Paisley after four or five minutes. Um, I think that you're right. You highlighted there, Hugh, about Ross County not scoring enough goals. They've added firepower. I think Malky Mackay's got a little bit of a, a knack of the January window uh, strengthening his side, making them better. 
I fancy Ross County this afternoon to do something. Oh. Like. Here's the thing with Malcolm Mackay. Is he even going to be there to see it the season at Ross County? He's you know, second favourite for the Aberdeen job at the minute. I wonder if they're looking at him. I I was, was Gordon Strachan the favourite last I saw according well, to the, the bookies' odds? Which you just I'll wonder so if he gets so a shout. If, if Harry Redknapp gets a Leeds United job, I am applying <laughs> for the Aberdeen job. Hey, Neil Warnock's back, isn't he? At whatever age he oh. is now. Yeah. 70, 74. 74. Still life left in you yet, Daz. Oh, <laughs> plenty of life I left. I found in someone me. older than me. <laughs> well, and that, his name's Neil Warnock. Well, that is the build up from the five Premiership games. We'll go back around the grounds next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean, on today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Around 15 minutes to go until the big kickoffs around the Scottish Premiership. And I tell you what, I hope they've got as much action as that Aston Villa-Arsenal game oh. had because it went 1-0 Aston Villa, Arsenal equalised, 2-1 Aston Villa, Arsenal equalised and then a goal in, was it the 94th minute? And It was an own goal from Emi Martinez. Jorginho hit the bar, came off Martinez's shoulder, went in for 3-2 and they had enough time to go up and get a fourth as well because Martinez had gone up for the resulting corner and a breakaway. So Arsenal score to make it 4-2 some game. Let's hope for best, more of the same up here. Best English Premier League game I have seen this season and I include Brighton toying with Liverpool uh, among that list. Uh, so... Great entertainment. We will get the same today. I am really intrigued by O making his Celtic debut in front of 60,000 people. Well, not his Celtic debut. His first start for Celtic in front of 60,000 people. Livy, hmm. the drama that's going on uh, at other places like Dundee United. Uh, Kilmarnock, as I say, are the wrong sequence of results and Kelly go bottom of the table today. So... Great game prospect. Well, let's go back to the Tony Macaroni Arena with Roger Hanna because Rangers obviously have a really good record under Michael Beale. They have a really good record at the Tony Macaroni Arena of late as well, Roger. But Livingston will be encouraged by their performances against Rangers so far this season. Andrew, without doubt, there is a few injury setbacks today, though you'll notice in that midfield, no John Lundstrom, no Ryan Jack, and of course no Malik Tillman, we're told it's a minor calf issue, Rangers didn't want to take any risks with the via sport, via play, cup final only eight days away against Celtic at Hamden, so he's not there, it's a very young, youthful Rangers bench this afternoon, including 16-year-old Bailey Rice back from captaining the Scotland under-17 side to a 7-0 win against Switzerland in midweek. He's on the bench, as is 17-year-old Zach Lovelace and the likes of Adam Devine and Leon King as well. So Rangers, they'll just want to get this out of the way. They'll want to make it 13 wins from 14 under Michael Beale and then they can switch their focus to Hamden a week tomorrow. I think someone that could be looking forward to this game as well, Roger, is Joel Nubley, scored in both games against Rangers this season. Yeah, and he's a terrific player. I spoke to him here a couple of weeks ago. He came back, made his first start in three months in the 3-1 win against Kilmarnock here a fortnight ago. Um, he is crucial to everything David Martindale does here. Um, and especially today when there's no Bruce Anderson. Bruce Anderson off injured in the first half in a cup defeat to Cali Thistle last Saturday. Nubley will be an old-fashioned centre-forward this afternoon. He played sort of slightly off to the left in that game against Cali a couple of weeks ago. 
Oh, and we've lost them. There we go. The technical difficulties are back. But we got most of that from Roger Hanna there. The one piece of injury news that he did deliver to us is that Malik Tillman has was it a minor problem with his calf, yeah. I think Michael Beale has said beforehand. I think some Rangers fans will be concerned with that big game next Sunday. Malik Tillman's been so key for Rangers over the last few weeks as well. All you can do is take the manager at his word. And if he says it's minor, then who are we to say it's major? Um, I think perhaps best for Tillman not to be involved after the weekend of controversy and the week of further controversy that followed the, his involvement in the game against Partick Thistle in the Scottish Cup. So um, Rangers still have a strong enough 11. He's a terrific player. He would be a miss if he weren't ready for the Cup final, but uh, they've got a strong enough 11 to win the game today. And no real surprise that despite the fact he did media this week, Yanis Hadji is not on the squad when you've been out for a year. I think he's maybe only played an hour of football across two appearances. Livingston away, maybe not the, the best no, opportunity for no, him to come in, is it? number of reasons. The, the nature of the game, what they're facing, and the pitch, obviously. When you've been out for such a long period of time, this, this is another thing with these pitches that it does affect people with long-term injuries, people with... Existing injuries How many times have we seen players just left out When they're, they play in these artificial surfaces So correct decision from Beal Hadji will have his time I wonder if it'll be next week he'll be involved in the big stage It would be a big one to throw him in But everything that happens this weekend Will be viewed through the lens of Next weekend won't it That's just what happens in this city Gordon Yeah you can't really plan Because you don't know what's going to happen this weekend With the games you don't know about injuries Or whatever it may be um, But I think that you know, looking at Hadji, for instance, yeah, of course, one eye next week because of the the, 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 the pitch situation. Uh, Kyogo, obviously, will start in the cup final. Of that, there's no doubt. Um, I just think we're in for a terrific afternoon of football, uh, Andrew. I think we'll get excitement around the grounds. I think we'll get plenty of goals, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, let's hear from Michael Beale ahead of this one. Extremely difficult one. Obviously, they know the surface and the pitch. I like going there because we take a great number of fans there and the, their fans are close to the pitch and I think they have an impact on the game. We know that Davey Abbey's team fired up. It's a, it's a squad, funny enough, just in the, in the leaving of Scotland and coming back, the backbone of this team, the goalkeeper I worked with a lot at Liverpool, Shamal George. Morgan Boys was a young player that plays at centre-half coming through the academy. Stevie Kelly was a boy that... I had a, a lot of affection and a lot of faults towards his future when he was here and I think he's been a good player for Livingston this year. And Joel Noble was my striker at Chelsea many, many years ago under 9s, 10s, 12s and 13s. So I know Joel and his family very well. So there's some familiar faces there. It's important that we go there and put on a really, really strong away performance. Our last away performance in the league was away to Hearts and it was our best performance to date. So... I'm looking for somewhere around that, certainly out of possession. Well, that's all the build-up from the Tony Macaroni Arena. We'll go back to Celtic Park next. The winning team, all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Well, five minutes until kick-off in today's big matches. We'll go back to Celtic Park in a second. Just touching on those Rangers injuries that we mentioned before the break. Just seeing the full quotes from Michael Beale there. He's talking about Malik Tillman, John Lundstrom and Ryan Jack. He says, hopefully the weekend off helps them be available for next week, but that's by no means certain at this moment in time. Can only take the man at his word. Uh, so clearly there is some dubiety over all three with regard to the cup final a week tomorrow. Not good for Rangers fans to hear. 
Yeah, they'll be hoping they don't pick up any extra injuries today, especially when you look mm. at that bench. Yeah, yeah. But I've got a sneaky feeling all of them will be fit. Have a rest week this week, and before you know it, they'll be back in So training. young, so cynical. You see, ah, this is what I'm dealing with. How many times have we heard that before the big game? Are you saying who... the man doesn't tell the truth? No, I, I think he knows he's got enough in his squad to, to get he, through today. He's maybe exaggerated the truth a little bit. I, I'm with Mark. Anyway, three. I think you're guaranteed two anyway. You may have one that's a real doubt, but you're right. Uh, the, 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 the fact of a cup final at Hamden against Celtic, the recovery goes very quickly. Did you mislead the press when you were the Air United manager? Did I miss what? Mislead the press. Misled yes. the team. Oh, sorry. I misled everyone. I still <laughs> do to this day. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, it's yeah. fabricating the truth of something no, that you've been quite a, good at over the years, Gordon, I think. There's not a true word comes out of my mouth, <laughs> let me tell you, and I'm very proud to say that. Right, on that note, let's go back to Celtic Park for a recap of the teams and the build-up with Gabriel. Thanks, Andrew. Yes, Celtic aiming to make it nine wins in a row and maintain that nine-point gap over Rangers at the top of the league. Now, the big team news here is that Kyogo Furuhashi is fit to be in the squad but not fit enough to start. He is on the bench in one of three changes to the team. O leads the line. His first start for the hoops. A big opportunity for the Korean forward today. A recap of the Celtic team then. Joe Hart in goal. A back four of Alice Johnson, Cameron Carter, Vince Carl Stahlfeldt and Greg Taylor. Captain Callum McGregor in midfield with Rayo Hatate and Matt O'Reilly. Jota will be on the right wing. Dazen Maida on the left and O leads the line. Bain Haksabanovic, Abada, Kobayashi, Kyogo, Iwata, Bernabe, Rousen and Forrest are the substitutes. What about the visitors? They only make one uh, one change from the Aberdeen team that beat Motherwell last night. Of course, it is former self Barry Robson who's an interim charge of them. Liam Scales cannot play against his parent clubs. Jack McKenzie comes in to the left-hand side of the fence. They play a 3-5-2 formation. It's Shea Gorter in goal. Matthew Pollock, Angus McDonald and Jack McKenzie at the back three. Matty Kennedy is the right wing back with Johnny Hayes left wing back. The midfield three are Ilbo Ramadani, Graham Shinney and Leighton Clarkson. Boyamiovsky and Duke lead the line. Substitutes to the Dons. Lewis, Markandi, Mislovich, Watkins, Palvara, Coulson, Duncan, Richardson and Roberts. The referee here is Willie Collum and the VAR is Alan Newlands. Willie Collum just leading the two teams out onto the pitch right now. Uh, Callum McGregor on the left-hand side. Graham Shinney captaining the Dons and visiting, uh, clapping the visiting fans. It's a really big game here today, Andrew. Even though the fact... Celtic have won the last five meetings between the two sides. It looks like it might be uh, an easy fixture for them, but four of those have only been by a one-goal margin. The latest of them, of course, that first game after the Cartel World Cup just before Christmas last year at Pitodri. And it was the start of a shocking run for Jim Goodwin's men. It eventually cost him his job. The Dons were resolute that day. It took a stunning strike from Captain Callum McGregor at the death. And you've got to expect the Dons to be just as tough today. They'll look to stifle the hooks and hit them on the counter with Miofsky and Duke up top. But we know the attacking talent this Celtic team has and the fact that they will not stop until the final whistle blows. The team's just getting in position now. A big game for O, who makes his first Celtic start. A big game here at Celtic Park and kickoff is up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements available now call them today right then time for your terrible predictions yes. five games in the premiership let's hear them Celtic to beat Aberdeen Rangers to beat Livy Hibs to beat Kilmarnock St Mirren and Ross County a draw and sorry sorry producer Callum St Johnston to win at Tannadice mm. 
The top two will win Celtic beating Aberdeen Rangers will get a victory at Levy And then I'm going for home wins for the rest Hibs beating Kilmarnock St Mirren beating Ross County And Dundee United on the 40th anniversary of their League One Will beat St Johnson Well you're talking about a man that's uh, bang on form with his predictions So I'm going top two The same as the boys Celtic Rangers I'm going for Hibs and Kilmarnock A draw I'm going for Ross County at Paisley And an exciting game and I'm going for Dundee United and St Johnston a draw. Well, there is going to be a minute's silence at St Mirren against Ross County for Billy Thompson. Yeah, well, rightly so. Uh, and uh, you know, you, you can never get enough people to say how decent a man was. And Billy Thompson was a thoroughly decent individual, a very good goalkeeper, had a, a long and distinguished career, but essentially. A very good man. Yeah, well said. I, I didn't know the man personally, but I go with social media and a lot of the players that I played with who had came across him on uh, numerous coaching staffs all said the same thing as Hugh. They couldn't have met a nicer guy, so fitting tribute for him today. Yeah, kickoffs all around the country. Looking forward to not just the games in the Premiership, lots of good games down the divisions as well. Two big games in the Championship last night as well. It's a really exciting league. But you've got to say it probably benefited Air United out of anyone. They weren't even playing last night, but yeah. results went their way. And they've got games in hand, Andrew. So they could uh, come with a late finish there in that uh, title race. It's very exciting. Um, but I think it's the concern of... Queen's Park, Dundee and Ayr and I don't think anybody else gets a look in An early chance for Dundee United Behic, his shot saved by the legs of Remy Matthews so they're looking to start quick I've just seen a picture as well of a huge Legends banner obviously marking that league title win 1983, 40 years ago taking up a lot of the stand at Dundee United It's something that will obviously stick with the club forever I mean me growing up there um, as a young player 16 year old Paul Sturrock signed me on the coaching staff at that time was Morris Malpass Paul Hegarty John Holt mm. and surrounding the walls of Tanadice everywhere you walked was pictures of that occasion so you could never escape it but I mean for me as a young player growing up having those guys run about and you know holding legendary status at the club kind of shaped my career in terms of how they got over the line in that occasion you know, much of the models they had in their team and, and what they brought to to Scottish football. Uh, it was fantastic. If ever you, you wanted ro- if ever you wanted role <laughs> models. Don't believe that for a minute. No. Oh, me sixteen Dundee United. That's all post. honesty. Well, I tell you what, honesty. I was about to do the teaser, but Oh, we've got one. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Celtic one, Aberdeen nil, Callum McGregor. He scored very very late on at Pataudry in the last meeting between the two sides he scored very very early at Celtic Park it's a goal for the Celtic captain he volleys in and what's that around three minutes on the clock Celtic already have the advantage worst possible start for Barry Robson Uh, you can imagine that the atmosphere at kickoff time was terrific it's now been cranked up a notch Uh, and so I think Ange Postacoglu will be going for the jugular here uh, trying to get it all over by half time and uh, and perhaps several changes second half but that's the theory the reality is we've got 87 minutes left yeah hitting out with the cliches early here but Aberdeen will need to be careful 
Oh, I mean, I've been there before. I've been at Celtic Park and Ibrox and places where you think, we'll keep this tight and within a couple of minutes you'll mm. lose a goal. The feeling inside, you're going, oh, here we go. Against a Celtic side, yeah, the game can quickly get away from now, you. Now, to so. talk about simultaneous Saturday, all around the Tony Macaroni now, one Rangers fan is turning to another fan and saying, they've scored and we all know what they mean. If they, if they can get a signal on their phone, we heard what it was like when we were trying to speak to Roger Hanna there. wasn't quite good. So they might not know what's happening at Celtic Park. Do people not take transistor radios to the game now? <laughs> I'm not even sure you could buy one of them anymore. I've got one. Anyway, before there are any more early goals, let's do this. The first half teaser with the ScottishSun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Now, here's a taxing one for you. No easy breaks here. Name the last five mainland, south or Central American players to score for either Celtic or Rangers in all competitions. The last five mainland, South or Central American players to score for either Celtic or Rangers in all competitions. Your time starts now. Right, so that is a test of not only your football knowledge, but your geography as well. Yeah. So mainland, South and Central American countries I don't know how, how much should I give away of what that entails should I maybe do that a bit later or, or right now no, if, they, if they don't know that if, yeah, if, if people like the guy to my left doesn't uh, know that then I he's excluded d- from listen, the competition I know every I'll tell you what if people are struggling later on I'll, I'll give some hints yeah, I'll you give should some hints. get that enough. geography's my and I get that was a lot of information to take in so you can see that at Clyde SSB the full question Will be there, and I will. He's north. Have a look and he's see. North of the mainland. <laughs> That's right. He's well. Not all. He's east. He's what, southeast. What is it that David Friel always says at every game? Yeah. He's at Gordon. What is it? Again? Scrappy start. Scrappy start. David Friel says, "Good start here. Free Don't flowing. Tiki taka passing all round. <laughs> Main has a shot blocked. He's Has he left the St Mirren Ross County game and gone somewhere else? <laughs> we've, we've embarrassed him into that, Hugh. I, I said to you earlier, a goal feast today. I've got a feeling in my my my, my fingers yeah. and my toes. Thank <laughs> <laughs> goodness you said I, I that there know. because I, I could have been anywhere." <laughs> <laughs> also, also, if you declare this early that it's going to be a a, a goal fest or a goal, goal feast, feast, a goal says. feast, then I, I think that I think doesn't bode already. well. Yeah, I'll tell yeah, you no. honestly. Even... Roger Hanna says he just thinks that's gout that you've got. <laughs> <laughs> even the, even the bald eagle at Easter Road have got a few goals. Let me tell you. Just the one goal so far in the Premiership. It went to Celtic and Callum McGregor. They are 1-0 up against Aberdeen. So as it stands, they will extend their lead against Rangers in the table. But it is very, very early for all that talk. But that's the fun of it today because they're both playing at the same time. And Mm. that's the fun of it. You can do a whole day of as things stand. And as I say, I I don't care about technical difficulties. All around the Tony Macaroni Stadium, the Rangers fans know that Celtic have scored. And the Celtic fans are now waiting for news of the Tony Macaroni Stadium. This is old-fashioned stuff. I love it. Yeah, lots of good games at the moment. Not really heard too much from Hibs against Kilmarnock so far. Dundee United against St Johnston has been relatively quiet. There was one early chance for 
Aziz Behic as well in that game not really any goals down the divisions either so far in the opening 7 or 8 minutes the reports from Celtic Park are that they are playing very well at the start of that game well that's the the last thing that uh, Aberdeen want uh, they've been building up to this Celtic you know I, I thought last Saturday Scottish Cup against St Mirren you know you're a goal up you've lost Kyogo and then you're a goal up before he's even reached the dressing room door to see how his injury is and then you empty the subs bench in the second half and they all score Hatati apparently had a wonderful second half scored twice O'Reilly got his first goal of the season and O got his first goal as a Celtic player so they're building momentum when you've got such a big game on the horizon next Sunday, how big is a really good performance and result the weekend before? Well, it certainly is, but I don't think Ange Postecoglou would worry that he really wasn't going to get that. Um, because where's the evidence that that may pop up? I know you need to safeguard yourself from it sometimes, but anybody that he seems to put into the starting eleven just turns at the same performance level. He was right, Hatati, O'Reilly... You know, coming in and scoring magnificent goals and then they've apparently started well today. So, for those players, it's actually putting yourself in the shot window for a starting position next week. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. St Mirren 1, Ross County 0. Declan Gallagher with the goal. It was a header from a Ryan Strain corner. And the update that I'd had about a minute before that had said Declan Gallagher's just tried a backheel pass on the left wing, never worked, nearly face planted, and he's now scored. Uh, Quite the minute for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Declan Gallagher, uh, fourth Scottish club he's played with. Um, I, you know, decent player, international player. Yeah, I'm giving you stats today. It's not right. It's the fifth. It's his fourth. Fifth. Only four teams he's played for. Mm. I got it and beat the pundit on Thursday. Uh, that's the reason I, I thought know. I was getting four. Um, but that's a good start for St. Mirren. Uh, be a good crowd there, hopefully. A uh, good game. I told you, goals will be raining in. You will have a sore finger by the end of the night. They've had a really good home record this season as well. St. Mirren, they'll be looking to continue that. Yeah, yeah. Many. I was just getting info there oh, from. Oh, yeah, yeah. Producer Callum, yeah. Hey, uh, okay, good start. Oh, there's one of these. Oh, told you. Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Rangers 1, Livingston 0. Or Livingston 0, Rangers 1, I should say, because it's at the Tony Mac. However, VR. Oh, I like this. VR review. With Clyde Built Home Improvements. I'm actually not even sure it's gone to a VAR check. I think it's just been ruled out on the pitch for offside. It was Fashion Sakala touched in from an Alfredo Morelos cross. It was a late flag, so it was one of those where mm, yeah. the assistant decided to, to keep it down just to see if the move had played out. Then the flag goes up, but there's not going to be a VAR check. I think it was just a, a, a genuinely late so flag. So you go to Celtic Park and one Celtic supporter is turning to the other Celtic supporter and said, they thought they'd scored. And then it was ruled off for offside. And so they've been jumping up and down at Celtic Park. This is what we want. Madness in two places at one time. Talking about offside, I mean, we we spent weeks on here saying that VAR, the only thing it should be definite is the line's been drawn for offside, and that can't be wrong. And then you switch on match of the day last week yeah, and see the absolute shambles what happened there. VAR, um, VAR is bad for the game. It should be done away with. 
Me no like it, Hugh, then. No, no, I think it's it, it's making, no, no, a, no. making a mockery of football north and south of the border. No, it needs to get better. It shouldn't be done away with. Because Brighton were done amount... out of two points last weekend. Yeah, I, I did see that as well. I that was shocking. Goal. I mean, how but many shocks the, do you want before you amount, acknowledge it's bad for the, the game? The amount has got right, though. Hugh, that's yeah, the on, thing. The, on the flip side there are plenty of goals that have stood this season that wouldn't have if we didn't yeah. have VAR we're going to have a cup final week tomorrow <laughs> he's just so brushed over that, <laughs> that, is, that, is, that doesn't, doesn't suit going, your argument I'm going to ignore that one we're going to have a cup final week tomorrow that's going to be decided not by Celtic or Rangers but by VAR anyway just to clarify that goal did not stand so still nil nil between Livingston and Rangers Ross County have barely been out their own half against St Mirren who have been relentless a few early chances for Dundee United as well that got lost in all that Arnold Doom and Dylan Levitt a couple of those off target they've started well in that game there was a low long range drive from McPherson Saints first effort on goal away to Dundee United Cammy McPherson there but that one doesn't bother uh, getting back to Andrew what were we laughing at with the Dundee United thing <laughs> All that nonsense. Well, that's that, true. That, you, I walked down the corridor at sixteen. Inspired. I, I was inspired. Absolute nonsense. Well, what I, what I mainly meant was the the training methods that they employed to us back then must have came from their manager Jim McLean. In terms of uh, there wasn't much football involved. Running. What a running up Camper Down Park, and that kind of shaped the attitude in my group of players. Did you have any footballing inspirations, Gordon? Was there any any one any teams you looked up to Stanley, at all, or was it just just completely focusing on yourself? Andrew, I always say it was a job. It wasn't eight to four, okay. It was a ten to twelve. It was a good shift. Then you went home. You got the next morning, and then you played on a Saturday. Got a hat trick. Had a good Saturday, Sunday. Started all again the Monday. It's only a job. People get carried away. Oh, I looked at a people photograph. would absolutely give up everything to be a professional uh, footballer and, and have a career. And that's I how looked, this fell upon him uh, of all people. I looked this, at a photograph. It inspired me to play with Dundee United. I kissed the badge. Nonsense. What are you getting at the end of the week? Did you get a bonus? Happy days. On you go. Goal flashes. <laughs> With Clyde-built home improvements. Well, I think Celtic fans will be feeling a bit happier and cheerier than Gordon DL is because they've gone 2-0 up against Aberdeen. Rayo Hatate, and it has been coming. Gabriel has said that they could have been 3 or 4-0 up by now and Rayo Hatate starts today and gets on the score sheet. Celtic 2-0 up already and that's only 13 minutes on the clock. A man in form. A man in form, Hatate... I said it was interesting how Aberdeen set up. Hugh then backed up by saying, well, Aberdeen were anti-football that day at Pataudry. They need to be pro-entertainment today. Oh, well, entertainment for the Celtic fans, by the sound of it. Yeah, and the curtain has come down on Aberdeen because you don't come back from 2 nothing. 15 minutes not even played at Celtic Park. Celtic rampant. Uh, you mentioned the point earlier on, Andrew, that there's a psychological boost to be had from the game that comes immediately before a cup final uh, and for Barry Robson and Aberdeen worrying times because it looks as if it really and truly could, could be all over by half time could be a sore one Hugh because yep. um, if you look at Aberdeen everybody's thinking this could be a difficult game for Celtic but Barry Robson caretaker manager try to get yourself in the frame for the position 
They've lost the most amount of goals in 47. That's now 49 g- goals in 26 games. That's incredible. Sterling Albion down to 10 men. It's a straight red card for Blair Curry for handball. So it must be a handball by the goalkeeper outside the box, you'd think, that stopped a chance. Don't see that all too often, do you? No, not really. Quite an odd one, that. So whether he's, he possibly came rushing out and judged it wrong or blocked a yeah, shot. Uh, you know what, yeah. I, I, I don't away. know this, but a keeper's away, <laughs> your favourite shout. But quite often, down the leagues, sometimes don't put a, a sub-goalie on the that. bench. I was uh, going to say I would that. like to see if they've got a sub-goalie. There's actually a good story this weekend. I'll need to find out the exact details of it. But is it Elgin, I think, have their goalkeeping coach on the bench yeah. and he's is he 52? Aye, something like that he'd, now, become that's the what oldest, he'd become the oldest SPFL player ever if he gets oh. off the bench today Rab um, Douglas not been involved on the bench yeah, in recent yeah, weeks has he? Mm-hmm. for a broth how old is Rab? he must be about 44 51 year old Stevie Dunn was on the bench in their Scottish Cup game against Ayr last weekend so <laughs> if there's an injury or a red card he could become the oldest but I'll SPFL player at the age of 51. That's it. He's got too many old folk about you. Go, go, goalkeepers get better wage. I, I, I remember uh, here I signed uh, Budgie Burridge. Oh. Remember the most, he, he's played with about 500 clubs. Uh-huh. Uh, and this is true. He come up and I t- was going to put him in the hotel and he says, no, I'll sleep in the boardroom me sleeping uh, blanket, right? Or whatever it's called. Sleeping bag. Bag, aye. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> he's right. just had a new invention there. <laughs> cozy <laughs> sleeping bag. Uh, cozy into in the boardroom. This is true. And then he had a great warm up. He used to walk in his hands as a warm up. Yeah. Right. So we then when, t- you, when you say great warm up, as in it looked in, a handstand. What, do, and, and what does it get? What does it do for I, you though? I, I don't know. You need to ask Budgie. I'm not a coaching coach. <laughs> uh, uh, goalkeeping a, a, a coach. Coaching coach. And then <laughs> you can say that again. Then, then, your player said that. The following week, I think we were playing up north, and uh, obviously at that time they were t- you roomed with somebody. It's not like the luxury now. You get your own room. And if he got up to go for a toilet, he used to give the lad a, a, no, no, an orange or an apple. And in the dark, he used to say, look, if I come out and I put the light out, throw it and shout, budgie keepers, and he would dive. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truest story I've ever heard in my life. And the lad got up the next morning and says, I'm never rooming with budgie again. Oh, what a character he was. I could just imagine that being like a third choice goalkeeper would have been your dream as a footballer. I particularly didn't take anything much to do with goalkeepers. I didn't particularly like them. Oh, but I, th- I get what you're meaning, yeah, Andrew. Just not just, just tra- train during the week and then not even having to be on the bench. Just sit in the stand, watch the game, and just there on reserve. It. Yeah, uh-huh. that'd yeah, be your yeah, ideal. I, th- I thought football would just get in the way on a Saturday. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Hibs won, Kilmarnock nil, and it's Will Fish with the goal. A header at the near post from Aidan McGeady's corner. So Hibs have the lead and looking to make it six unbeaten. Now you see, he symbolises the difference in Hibs now because he played in the Edinburgh Derby against Hearts and sold the first goal. He had a shocker and was immediately left out and you think, well, this is going well, isn't it? But there he is, he's back in part of this Hibs revival and good luck to him. He's got a, a, a goal today. I just I'm beginning to fear for Kilmarnock I, I don't see them coming away with anything and as I say the right or the wrong sequence of results where Derek McInnes is concerned then it might be bottom tonight let's have a look at some wrong answers on the teaser do you want to give us some uh, do you want to give us a question again actually yeah. name the last five mainland south 
or Central American players to score for either Celtic or Rangers in all competitions. Now, I did say that this was a big test of geography as well. Token Jester has gone for Cameron Carter-Vickers. He's gone for Scott Arfield, James Sands and Malik Tillman. And the thing that they all have in common is they are North American. Uh, So Canada and the USA do not count. Get your globe out. Have a look at where the north, the south and the east is and you'll get the players. I've already got a few. Oh, Let's see if there's any other wrong answers on here as well. Of course, Mexico doesn't count as well. That's technically North America along with the US and Canada. And there is a key word in there as well, mainland. Sit up at the back of the class there. There will be questions asked later. So there we go. We've got a couple of guesses in for... Gordon DL at the moment. How's he getting on to you? No. No, okay. Fair Is enough. he not? I don't know where he's from, but he, he's not on my list. Let's have a look. Andrew, no. Uh, yeah, north. he is from the north. USA. Yep. Yeah, North. So, yeah, he's North American. Yeah, so he doesn't count. Right, okay. Because it's Central and South America. <sighs> I thought he'd moved. Mm. So he'd moved. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think there is a. Uh, is that right? I did see an update there. Oh no, sorry. I was I was getting confused there. I saw it flash up on Twitter and it said penalty to Rangers, but it's from their B team and Academy account. Uh, They're playing as well at the same time. So not from the first team. It's like the, the olden days, Hugh, where yeah. the first teams played, remember, and the reserves team well, you must have been oh, yeah. involved in that. Reserve team played the opposite fixture at the opposite ground. I would have enjoyed that. They, were great, they were great times. If Rangers first team played Hearts at uh, Ibrox. Hearts played Rangers at Tynecastle. I was at Tynecastle most of the time. Um, But you're right, it was fantastic. Three o'clock Saturday. I know it's hard to imagine a time before Super Scoreboard, but there was a time before Super Scoreboard when they used to get the half-time results and put them up behind the goal. That's how you found out how things were going on elsewhere. On what, with a board? Yeah, the board, the golf golf leaderboard. Big golf, yeah, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah. Mm mm-hmm. Annan won Sterling Albion nil. Aidan Smith scoring Making the most of having a man advantage in that game There's also been a save from Livingston goalkeeper Shamal George It was a long range effort by James Tavernier In that one Stevie Mays headed just over At uh, Tanadice as well Still nil nil between Dundee United and St Johnston And there was a claim for a handball against Charlie Mulgrew That was turned down Roger Hanna also says that Alfredo Morelos has had his shirt clearly tugged in the box at Livingston but nothing given oh well who's the ref Andrew Dallas no he's VAR well oh, is he well, sh- yeah. surely you'd, you'd think they still have a look at that um, the of things we're but seeing Roger Hanna will give us the updates and let us know if anything develops there but as it stands still nil nil between those sides there is going to be VAR Review with Clydebilt Home Improvements So it's David Dickinson that's the referee the real deal. at the Tony Macaroni <laughs> Arena, Arena. Yeah, you've been and we'll for see long. a potential <laughs> check for a penalty for Rangers in that game 0-0 with Livingston they have had the ball in the net that one ruled out for offside Fashion Sakala it would have been on the score sheet as a goal for Stranraer 1-0 up against Elgin City Scott Robertson with the goal in that game Still waiting on a decision. 
Dickinson, Mac. Dickinson will take it to the auction. Um, you'd be. <laughs> Doesn't uh, even make sense. Mine's <laughs> made sense. You understand? Made sense. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mind the real deal one. That was just throwing out any phrase that could vaguely be to do with David Dickinson there. <laughs> I'll just tell you what, it's going you. to the screen. Oh. Ben's going to take a look at it. We, we have seen it this season where, uh, was it Willie Collin went to the screen for yeah, the Rangers red card? Um, um, Jack, uh, the Ryan Jack potential red card yeah, yeah. Didn't, and didn't overturn his original yeah. decision. So it has happened. It's happened a couple of times this season. We'll see. If Roger can see it from the stand mm. and highlighted it, then you've got to think referees seen it on the screen. Penalty Mark, to Rangers. Mark, it's given. Roger, so this will Roger be, can get Andrew's name right. This will be James Tavernier's fiftieth penalty goal for Rangers. Fifty. So this season, no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that will not pass without comment on the open line tonight between five and six. Yeah, we'll need to wait and see the footage. But uh, Roger Hanna seemed to think it was pretty clear from where he was sitting. You would expect it will be James Tavernier to stand up and take it in that game. And if he scores, you would probably say that's the three points away already. Yeah. Because I don't see Livingston coming back from no, that. One nil. No. Oh, so is that from <laughs> rolled over? <laughs> it's just blow the whistle. Dickinson get them off. It's one nil. Oh, sorry. Oh, but I, one, I, I still get Rangers down for the, the goal that was But one nil, one nil will be enough anyway. So, you know, Tavernier, 50th penalty scored and I've written it down. There you are, Mark Wilson. Look, I've written it down. I, I don't need to wait. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. James Tavernier sends Shamal George the wrong way, and Rangers have a 1 0 lead at the Tony Macaroni Arena. So now the Celtic supporter turns to his mate and says, They get a penalty. What do you think? Yeah, I'm sure we'll hear a lot of that over the next yes. week. Yes, you will. <laughs> Looking forward to the build up to the cup final as well. I'm sure we'll. The build up to the cup final, Andrew, starts at 5 o'clock tonight when people dial 9511025. That is officially under starters orders for the League Cup final because the arguing and the shouting and the bawling and we will do this oh no you won't we will do that to you oh no you won't Panto begins at 5 yeah we'll want to hear from you on the open line from 5 o'clock we will be live from Hamden as well next Sunday looking forward to that one however we are only 25 minutes into the 3 o'clock kickoffs today 5 big premiership games Celtic 2-0 up on Aberdeen Hibs 1-0 up against Kilmarnock Rangers 1-0 up against Livingston St Mirren beating Ross County by the same scoreline of course a big game tomorrow as well Motherwell against mm. Hearts Stuart Kettlewell still in charge of Motherwell for the time being you wonder whether that will be the case come Monday and you wonder whether that will be the case depending on what the result is tomorrow as who, well who did they speak to Andrew? Motherwell Ian Holloway and Grant McCann are the two they've spoken to Jack Ross is no longer in the running is, was John Hughes not mentioned as well at one point? I don't think he's been interviewed no. I, think, I so, think the three as it stands Ian Holloway Grant McCann and then Stuart Kettlewell you'd say is in the picture given that he's led them to one victory already and could put up a good case well, tomorrow way, if he the, can beat Hearts. The way I think Mother will go about their business, like most clubs, is if Stuart Kettlewell gets a result tomorrow at home, then he'll be firm favourite. Yeah. Um, which we had Motherwell fans on here on Thursday night, delighted with the performance against St Mirren. But they've fallen into that trap before. Stevie Hamill got off to a great start against St Mirren. And then went to, I think he lost to St Johnston and then went to Aberdeen at Pataudry and beat them. And all of a sudden, he was the right man for a job. I just, 
I start to worry clubs go down this road. The caretaker manager comes in. Okay, you can argue uh, Kettlewell's got a bit of manager experience, gets a couple of results, got a little bit of lift, and all of a sudden, permanent job. And after a while, it just goes from disaster to disaster. Motherwell should know exactly the right character, the right manager they need, and I hope they make the right appointment because they're in a relegation Do you manager. consider Grant McCann or Ian Holloway to be the right man? Um, no, I don't. Um, but if you... If you Put it this way, Hugh. I thought um, somebody made a great point uh, Thursday night in saying if you had a short list of four and Stuart Kettlewell hadn't been anywhere near Motherwell, I don't think any Motherwell fan would have wanted him as a manager. I don't think he'd have got the job. But he's in the hot seat just now. Holloway, you've got to remember, as much as I don't think right now, coming from England, don't know the league, don't know the players, don't know a lot about it, the one thing he's got in his CV is he's got a good CV in the sense of He's taking Blackpool into the English Premier League. He's a he's, he's a Premier League manager, and you can't knock him for that. He's got great experience. Yes, you can look at a couple of results, uh, a couple of clubs lately that he's not been too successful with. But he as a character, he maybe just changed things about. It'll be interesting to see the road mother will go down for me. A couple of chances around the grounds. One for Kilmarnock. Jordan Jones with a free kick. It was flicked wide by Kyle Vassell's header. Probably should have done better there. And Livingston, the ball going right across the face of goal for them. But no takers. It remains 1-0 to Rangers in that game. Hugh, give us a teaser again because I think they're finding it tough out there. Well, as I said at the start, this is a difficult one. Name the last five mainland. South or Central American players to score for either Celtic or Rangers in all competitions there are I would say that three of the five should be fairly obvious I think people are maybe just confused by the question a wee bit so I will I'll narrow it down North America doesn't count so if they're Canadian forget about them Mm -hmm. if they're from the USA forget about them if they're from Mexico forget about them the question also says mainland, Central and South America. So if they're from an island, Caribbean, Jamaica, mm-hmm. potentially, if you're going down that route, oh. forget that as well. All right, OK. <laughs> <laughs> who, who did you have written down there? Oh, I'm going for roof and everything there, Jamaican. Kim, our roof does not count because it's mainland, Central and South America. Ah, why can we not just go back to easy questions <laughs> instead of this nonsense? I had a 7-2 win on Beat the Pundit last night. 7-2? Seven, seven, two. Two, yeah, seven. Yeah. Do you get seven, Hughes? Yeah. yeah. That must be your highest. Effort. I even got the Palmerston Pep texting me to say, well done, old fellow, he said. So That's a fantastic result, Hugh. You're on fire this morning as I well. Am. But we are we are really struggling. Mark and I are usually quite good at this. But well, you had you had Alejandro Bedoya at one point, didn't you? Yes. He's from the US. I know so that. He doesn't but, count. But I didn't know. So we've just had a, a tweet in from M. McLean who says, just checking for teaser, can you confirm that the United States of Arab is not in South America? <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Love by you that make one. one mistake. Exactly. Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Producer Callum, who's sitting to my left. Oh no, that does not Cover your is. ears. Dundee United, no. nil. St Johnston won. Stevie May with the close range finish. There was all the fanfare, the 40th anniversary of the 1983 league winning side. They're all there. Some of them certainly are there today. However, 
It's 1-0 to St Johnston The greatest day in Dundee United's history Enshrined in the history forever But Paul Hegarty can't play Maurice Malpass can't play Paul Sturrock can't play You're relying on those who are there at the moment And those who are there at the moment aren't doing enough And that's a It was a hard task at the start It's now a mountain to climb yeah, The cross came in from the right And it was Stevie May with the goal yeah, it's the same old situation. We keep saying it. Oh, Dundee United have got good players. Yes, they have. But are they a good team right this moment in time? No, they're not. Have they got the right man in the dugout? That's a big question. You put a young lad in there, first man in jo- manager's job, inexperienced and finding it very, very difficult. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be experienced to be a Dundee United manager because Tom Courts proved uh, that, you know, that wrong. But you can't keep continually thinking, yeah, I'll put an inexperienced ex- manager in there and hoping for the best. He's struggling just now, he needs a bit of help. Uh, I know he's assistant manager very well, Stevie Crawford. Uh, very fortunate I played with Stevie as well. He's got a bit of management experience. Um, but I think Dundee United, good players that they've got, are in real trouble. Would Big you, goal for Partick Thistle. Danny Mullen puts them 1-0 up against Air United. It's been a bit of turmoil for them this week with the sacking of Ian McCall last weekend. Chris Doolan taking the team today. Air United also looking to capitalise on the results of Queen's Park and Dundee last night. Unable to do so at the moment. Partick Thistle 1-0 up. The board will be very happy because they said that they had taken the decision to get rid of Ian McCall before the cup tie against Rangers at Ibrooks. Now, they said they wanted to leave themselves time to address the situation with regard to their place in the league. Chris Doolan, scorer of over 100 goals for Partick Thistle. Uh, he's another man doing the audition today. Uh, and that's a very tidy start for him. Yeah, there are a lot of questions being asked about the Partick Thistle board and what's going on there. But one thing that will help them is the fact that the man that's stepping into the managerial job is loved so much by the Partick Thistle fans. That buys you time. Uh, yeah, well, it does, but we only need to look back to last week. Stevie Hamill, loved yeah. by everybody at Motherwell, and he's at a job this week. VAR Review with Clyde Built Home Improvements. A VAR check for Hibs to check if the ball was over the line. Of course, there's no goal line technology, but they will look at the cameras to see if they can work out whether the ball crossed the line or not. I think Chris Stokes for Kilmarnock attempted to clear it off the line, but the goal has not been given. It's not crossed the line. It remains 1-0 to Hibs. Well, that keeps Kilmarnock in it. Had it gone 2-0 prior to half-time, then, sorry, there would be no comeback. But... uh, Justice has been done because they've had a look, and uh, you know we have to assume that if you're having a look time and time again at a TV screen, you must be getting it right. Surely, seems to be a lot of action at the Smyzer Stadium between St Mirren and Ross County. Ross County had settled Jordan White and Keith Watson with some decent chances, but St Mirren are coming back now. Tony Watt and Mark O'Hara had shots blocked in quick succession so it looks like an exciting game there so far between those two St Mirren looking to get back on track when it comes to that home record as well because they were so tough to beat there was it 12 games unbeaten they had uh, this season at one point before Hibs beat them but we've got intrigue and goals in every game now and the five matches we've got at least one goal at every game uh, and lots of intriguing questions still to be answered. So the day is progressing very satisfactorily. 
And the good thing for St Mirren, touching on St Mirren as much as they've not been in great form, doesn't really matter today because they've got to stay in the top six. You wouldn't imagine Aberdeen, who are sitting in seventh, are going to get anything at Celtic Park. So it, get, it stretches that gap if they can get something, um, you know, and it puts a bit of pressure and they can leapfrog Livingston, who are losing um, to Rangers at this moment in time. I did like this earlier when it was about the Aston Villa Arsenal game. There was pictures floating about before the game in the Aston Villa changing room of John McGinn and, well, Hollywood royalty. Oh, without yeah. doubt. Without doubt. One of the greatest actors of Who's all that? time. Who, who? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks and John McGinn just standing about, picture together. I, what did the two of them, what did they talk about? What did Tom Hanks and John McGinn talk about? What have they got? What's, mm. what they have Tom John Tom, one. Tom, Tom, Tom Hanks. Toy Story. John would have been a wee kid when it's like I'm meeting Woody. That's unbelievable. Tom Just Hanks turns to McGinney Esther and says, Your mum and dad's still in quite bad. <laughs> so there's been quite a lot of that down south as well in terms of big, big well, names. Andy, Will Ferrell's Will been Ferrell doing the rounds at a few Robertson. Aye. Do you know Will Ferrell? Do you know who that is? No. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. I do. I know who he is. Um, ugh, listen, I've met a lot of famous people myself, but I don't tend to put on social media and brag about it. You just come in here and brag about nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> nonsense. I've any been. any person that resembles famous, you've got a picture. Not at all. Not 100%. at all. Percent. I've uh, I've had a drink with Burt Reynolds. Mark, um, he'll tell you who Burt Reynolds is. <laughs> you had a drink with Burt Reynolds. Yeah, how on earth did that come about? I was at a football convention thing in Houston, in America, and uh, Burt Reynolds was actually in the restaurant, and um, the person I was with knew Burt. And uh, we sat down and had a had a, few, a couple of drinks, and it was lovely guy, lovely, lovely guy. Did he? Don't like to brag about it though. No, no that's no, what no, I'm no. saying. That's, you, you that's, de- that's not true. That is a hundred percent. That's true. not true. Hundred percent true. You told us earlier on today that not a true word leaves your lips. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sure I'm having it. We're talking about Tom Hanks there. David Friel says John McGinn, Scotland pal, James Forrest Gump. Oh. oh. The reaction says all there. Concentrate in the game. For, uh, Aidan McGinney's off with a hamstring injury. Pulled up as he was breaking forward with the ball, limping heavily. Um, Fraser Wishart said he's been excellent in this game so far. Matthew Hop coming on, the US Still international a top player. Still a top player, Aidan. But like, what age is he now? Thirty-six, maybe. When he's playing in that wide position, injuries. It could be. A, I, I think it could be a great number ten just off the striker, man. Mm, yep. See if you've got a bit of luxury, you can play him in there and just get him on the ball. He's got good vision, terrific feet, can score goals. I, I, to, I totally agree. I think his days of dropping the shoulder and spring by the the fullback are gone. But I think he's a very intelligent football player for me. Celtic seem to be in the mood today. Gabriel saying that they're toying with Aberdeen. Lots of one-twos around the Aberdeen box. Of course, they're 2-0 up at the moment. They've had a few chances as well. It could be more than that. The Celtic fans will be enjoying that one so far at Celtic Park. When yeah. you go 2 up early on, it just gives you that luxury to play that way. You know, pressure lifts. You can start enjoying your afternoon. Aberdeen camped in, can't get out. Would you think Kyogo second half? Get a... A run out prior to the no, cup final. I, I would leave him where he is. I would give O as long as I could. If the game's going the way yeah. Ange Postecoglou wants him, give O the full ninety minutes if you can. Or I even at that, if they want to take him off, they can push Maeda through the middle and bring someone else on. Yeah. Would, is that what you would do? Just not not risk Kyogo. I just wouldn't risk him. But look, it, it seems like a, an injury that the slightest 
wrong fall seems to cause him obviously problems. Now, that could happen at any time. It could happen in training, of course, but why why take the risk anyway? You know, you minimise the risk. If you don't need to use him today sitting on the bench, he's not going to lose any physical fitness through missing the game, so leave him on I the agree bench. with you. I would be inclined to do the same. I would be looking at the game and thinking, if I don't need you, then I'm taking no risk whatsoever. But I'm just looking at the games, I'm looking at the goals, the results, and so far... The bottom three, we, we always concentrate on the top. Oh. Bottom three, all losing, which is so far good news for Motherwell, but they've still to play a very good Hearts team tomorrow at Fur Park, 12pm kickoff. A big goal for Airdrie away at Dunfermline. They're 1-0 up, Ben Stanway with the goal. Dunfermline, of course, the leaders of League One. Airdrie in third place, I think, is coming into this game. But last Saturday, Airdrie were three goals <laughs> oh, okay. up on Dunfermline. They lost 4-3. So uh, that one is certainly far from over. What's wrong with them, Fairman? They have to go a goal down to Airdrie to get going, but th- there you go. Well, if it was a bad day for... Well, actually, I think there's going to be one of these. VAR Review with Clydebilt Home Improvements. I think a penalty has been awarded to Celtic. However, there's going to be a VAR check to see... a. If it was in the actually, there's going to be a check to see if there was an offside in the build up to which there was no penalty to Celtic. Willie so Collins that, will love that one. Put yeah. together Willie Collins, VAR, and no penalty. 951 10. That's nothing to do with Willie Collins, though. They're checking whether there's an offside in the build up. So it's either a mistake from the assistant who hasn't put his flag up or. It's the, the VAR then need to check whether well, well, it was an offside. The, the, the final arbiter, he should know whether it's offside. Yeah, they'll get, they'll, they'll get yeah, but the it's, it's not up correct. to him to put the flag up or not. The referee is not the one that's in charge of. He's up, it's up to him to say, the, put your flag back down. That's it, give him that you. You've had Willie Collins in mind since minute well, one today. Willie could have his best game of the season today, Hugh will not have it yep. at all. He's had a terrible season. <laughs> anyway, it's, it, it, that decision is still nothing to do with Willie Collins. <laughs> He gave a penalty and uh, there was an offside in the build-up, so it's not been given. And an Athletic 2-0 up against Sterling Albion. Tony Wallace with the goal in that game, Sterling Albion down to 10 men. So you'd think there's a long, long afternoon in store for them. Uh, Cameron McPherson's corner, punch clear by Mark Berrigetti. St Johnson still 1-0 up against Dundee United. But it's a key point you make there, Gordon, because the teams at the bottom look as if they've made well I mean they're already starting to get cut adrift St Johnson I think would go 10 points clear of bottom place yeah. that'll, that'll be a really good result for them won't it if they can beat Dundee United I think that would be enough to see St Johnston ease the, the worry about dragged into that um, Dundee United Ross County Kilmarnock and obviously Mother will depend on that result tomorrow they seem to be that small group that are going to be battling for um, you know 11th and 12th place um, it's very tight down there, but you just need a. F- it's, a it's a league that y- you can go and y- you're losing games, but you're not losing ground. And then a couple of wee results just lifts you out that problem area. But you just wonder where's Dundee United, where's Ross County, and certainly Kilmarnock just now. Where's their results coming from? Because if Mother will lose tomorrow and Kilmarnock going to lose today, there's still a bit of football to be played. I know. Kamara playing Motherwell next week. What an important game that's going to be. Be interested to see the Celtic incident back because Gabriel, who is at the game, says it was a really strange call because he said the penalty itself 
that was initially awarded. It didn't look like the foul was even in the box, and then an offside See, was given. What will in they the call him? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'll give you that one. It's, anyway, a penalty. It is not, and Celtic still lead two 0 against Aberdeen at Pitodry. Well, they certainly Celtic can't. Oh, sorry, Celtic, Celtic Park. Park. Celtic yeah. Park. They certainly can't afford to gain three 0 Two um, 0 I know it's an uphill battle against a Celtic team. The way they play at Celtic Park, of course it is. But if you happen to grab the next goal, all of a sudden gives you a lift, puts you back in the game. But getting in three 0 at half time. It's a long 15 minutes in that changing room waiting for the second Aberdeen 45. Get a goal. Kyogo comes off the bench. What about that? Your old pal Roger Hanna's defending you here. He says, Not everything Daz says is a lie. My mate at a local paper in air confirms Daz and his number two were caught sneaking John Burridge into Air United's boardroom late at night. The headline in the local paper was Budgie Smugglers. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. True story. I don't lie. I tell the truth. The whole truth, nothing but the truth. Right, okay, uh-huh. that's around 44 minutes into uh, the game. Still still looking for answers on this first half teaser. Barry Munoz has said Claudio Canigia. He's oh, I had there. him as well. Where's he from? North? No, no, he's just not in the time frame. Oh, he's from yeah, South America, from but he's not in the right time not frame. Not in the last five. Not in the last five. Neither is Gabriel Amato. Nope. Neither is Janino. How many oh, have we got? Janino. Get him off my list. In fact, let's do this now. The first half teaser with the ScottishSun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. The last five mainland, South or Central American players to score for either Celtic or Rangers in all competitions. Alfredo Morelos. Diego Laxalt. Emilio Izagiri, Arnold Peralta, and Miku. And I will let you know the winner once we have it confirmed. We'll see whether anyone has managed to get it right. I think there is one person that has managed to get it right. Is that correct? Two people. Okay, two people have got it right. In first place. I'm trying to trying to work this out. First place is this one here. Yes. Okay. There we go. First place is Alib, who got there first, and in second place is Sean McCready. So it was a tough one. Oh. Well done, guys. That really was. Some tough. of those names you just forget. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a tough. We one were nowhere. Indeed. Me and Dad's nowhere. Yeah. Falkirk, Falkirk, and Falkirk one nil up against Alloa, trying to close the gap on Dunfermline, who are one nil. Uh, down to Airdrie at the moment Callum Morrison with that goal there's also been a goal for FC Edinburgh it was a Matthew Allen own goal they are now one all with Montrose we should be close to some half time scores in fact we are at Tanadice Dave's Galloway Yes, Andrew, half-time, Dundee United nil, St. Johnson won. Uh, Dundee United quickly out of the traps in this one. Behic's shot saved by the legs of Matthews. June blazed over from outside the box and Levitt sliced wide from the edge of the D. St. Johnston came more into things, though. McPherson saw his low shot easily saved by Birigiti and Montgomery's dangerous ball in was just beyond May. The home side were having uh, the lion's share of possession, uh, but there were chances at 
at both ends and Saints took the lead in the 32nd minute Halberg crossed in from the right hand side for May to score with a neat first time shot from close range the visitors threatened again with Birigiti's corner punched clear by uh, with, with Birigiti's corner punched clear by actually Birigiti punched the corner clear it was McPherson with a dangerous in-swinging corner uh, right in on top of the keeper he punched that one clear uh, well so St Johnson ending this first half very brightly United's bright start has failed to bear fruit and the atmosphere among their fans has fallen rather flat uh, Liam Fox has got a lot of tough talking to do at the interval Dundee United nil. St Johnson won yeah, quick turnaround for FC Edinburgh as well. They're now 2-1 up against Montrose. John Robertson with the goal in that game. Plenty of time added on in, in some of the games. It was uh, two minutes added at Celtic Park, two minutes at Hibs, six minutes at Livingston as well. Of course, there was a VAR check for the penalty, two minutes added as well at uh, St Mirren. But it is a half-time, actually, and it is at Celtic Park. Gabriel. Yes, Celtic 2, Aberdeen 0 at the interval. Superb strikes from Callum McGregor and Rayo Hatate had given the Hoops total control of this match. It was the perfect start for the defending champions, given to them by their captain, Callum McGregor. He scored in the final minute of the game the last time these two met just before Christmas. This time, it only took him two minutes. After some early pressure, the ball popped out to the number 42 who was running into the box. He hammered in a volley at just inside the area. The keeper couldn't get a strong enough hand to it. A few minutes later, Rayo Hatate made it too. He received the ball on the edge of the box. A little shimmy, just getting past defenders, making it look so easy, curling the ball into the far corner. He looks untouchable right now, and Celtic do as well uh, as they are 2-0 up. And they were just all over the Dons. Maida nearly got on the end of three separate crosses. He could have easily had a hat-trick. Jota was running riot on the right wing. Uh, Hatate had a double couple of efforts uh, straight down the throat of the Dons goal and Celtic's attackers were literally just playing one-twos in the Aberdeen box despite the numerous red shirts packing the area out. Now Celtic thought they had a penalty just before the whistle but VAR rightly ruled it out for an offside uh, on Jota in the build-up. The final chance of the half fell to Matt O'Reilly fed by Hitate. A lovely chop and a right-footed effort across the goal like it was going in but well saved by Jay Gorter in the Dons net. The Dons have hardly gone forward. They've got to offer more if they want to salvage anything from the game or just keep it uh, at this scoreline. Celtic are on easy street but Postacoglu will want more in the second half. Half-time here, Celtic 2, Aberdeen 0. Also half-time in Paisley, David Friel. Half-time, Andrew, St Mirren won Ross County. Now I spoke about St Mirren's injury problems before the game. All the missing players, but you wouldn't have known that judging by this 45 minutes. Stephen Robbins said they've been excellent. They've been relentless at times and they'll probably feel they could be further ahead. The only goal came in seven minutes. Ryan Strange's corner was perfect. Declan Gallagher's header, unstoppable from six yards. St Mirren were really, really good in that first half hour. Ryan Strange, what a find he's been. He had a shot saved, they volleyed over, he was absolutely everywhere, Ross County took a while to settle, but they did, then wasted a great chance on the half hour mark, Keith Watson made a George Harmon corner, but volleyed over at the back post. Malcolm Mackay said, did come on to the game a wee bit, Jordan quite a low shot save, but St kept pressing, Tony Watt, Mark Harry, both the chances, but County defended well, St are definitely on top here, County will need to up it in the second half to get anything out of this game. Half time, St one Ross County now. It's also half time at Easter Road, Fraser Wisher. Tessa Bernin won, Kilmarnock nil, Hibs ahead, but it could have been more to be honest, Kelly Keeper 
Sam Walker made a string of good saves in terms of dominating possession in the first 45 minutes but only a Will Fish headed goal to show for all their good play they started really well the home side took the initiative moving the ball quickly putting pressure on the Kilmarnock goal but the first chance came at the other end in 11 minutes first real venture forward by Kilmarnock a short corner Jordan Jones crossed the ball into six yard box flicked by Chris Stokes at the near post really good sharp save by Marshall to touch the ball over deserved opener came 16 minutes for all Hibs good players a very simple goal corner on the right hand side Aidan McGeady the outswinger pulled it in with pace and Will Fish somehow all alone at the near post fired a header high into the net from 8 yards McGeady was in really good form sharpened the ball number of teasing crosses causing problems for the Kilmarnock defence but up at the other end in 24 minutes good chance for Kilmarnock Jordan Jones involved again drove a free kick into the penalty box 8 yards out Kel Vassell got space I don't think he realised he had, him, had a bit of space he tried to flick head the ball when he should just have got his forehead onto it and he headed wide when he should have done better and hit the target but after that it was all Hibs lovely back heel by Josh Campbell set up the end form early Yuan in the box he struck the ball well good save by keeper Sam Walker to his right Walker then again called into action 2 minutes later down to his left to parry a fierce Ewan Anderson left foot shot from the edge of the box then Henderson saw his shot from 6 yards cleared off the line by Chris Stokes VAR checked and said no goal but a real blow for Hibs 33 minutes Aidan McGeady who'd been excellent pulled up with a hamstring injury as he sprinted forward with the ball and he left the pitch really unhappy and it looked a sore one as he limped quite heavily then another walker save kept it one just before the break when he pushed a Chris Cadden shot away for a corner kick big questions for Derek McInnes they've been under Hibs pressure all 45 minutes not playing well at all hardly near Marshall's goal but they're still in it it's only a goal behind I'm not sure there's too many options on the bench to change things in attack. Hibs been excellent. Fans enjoying the performance. Half-time at Easter Road. They've been in one Kilmarnock nil. Well, the only half-time we're waiting on is Livingston against Rangers. Livingston currently 1-0 down. It was a James Tavernier penalty in that game. Roger Hanna says they're still playing there. Of course, it was a bit of a delay for the penalty, a VAR stoppage it was. Well, um, you, therefore, you've got no complaint over the time added on. Uh, would be interesting to hear Roger because when you're a goal up through a penalty and that's it from you in the first half it'd be interesting to hear how Roger assesses Rangers performance other than the penalty kick which has given them the lead because it, it, from this distance it doesn't sound as if they're having won their besties well let's hear from Roger Hanna now yeah, Livingston nil, Rangers won at the break, Andrew, and it's a deserved win for Rangers. They have been by far and away the better side in the first half. They lead from a 24th minute penalty from James Tavernier, more of that in a minute, but it could have been ahead inside 10 minutes. A decent move down the left hand side, the ball finishing up with Alfredo Morelos. He knocked it into the six yard box. Fashion Sakala came in off the right, it was an easy finish at the near post. The only problem was he was about a yard offside when he knocked it past Jamal George. A late flag from the linesman didn't even need to go to VAR play on there. George then called into action to make a save, a long range shot by the Rangers captain James Tavernier and then the flashpoint in the first half, a ball in from the left Morelos going up at the back post between two defenders, it looked clear to me James Penrice, the young Livingston left back looked to have a big handful of Morelos' shot pulling him down, ball went for a corner, referee David Dickinson gave the corner then got the signal from the VAR he listened for a moment, then went to the pitch side screen for a look himself and unsurprisingly gave the penalty, which Tavernier dispatched easily. 50th penalty for Rangers, sending George the wrong. Well, I think we've lost Roger Hanna there. There is some technical difficulties. We will see if we can get back to him, but uh, it's half time across all the divisions, and I'll give you all the scores next. The fastest goals, the expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean. Halftime scores all around Scotland. We've got the top team all around the grounds. In the Premiership, the halftime scores Celtic 2, Aberdeen 0, Dundee United 0, St Johnston 1, Hibs 1, Kilmarnock 0, Livingston 0, Rangers 1, St Mirren 1, Ross County 0. In the Scottish Championship, it's Air United 0, Partick Thistle 1, Cove Rangers 0, Arbroath 0, Inverness 0, Hamilton 0. In League 1, it's Clyde 0, Peterhead 0, Dunfermline 0, Airdrie 1, Falkirk 1, Alloa 0, Kelty Hearts 0, Queen of the South 0, Montrose 1, FC Edinburgh 2. And in League 2, it's Annan 2, Stirling Albion 0, East Fife 1, Dumbarton 0, Elgin 0, Stranraer 1, Stenhouse Muir 0, Albion Rovers 0. And in England, the early kickoff. In the Premier League, it was Aston Villa 2, Arsenal 4 in a really good game there. In the 3 o'clock kickoffs, Brentford 0, Crystal Palace 0, Brighton 0, Fulham 0, Chelsea 0, Southampton 1, Everton 0, Leeds 0, Nottingham Forest 0, Manchester City 1 and Wolves 0, Bournemouth 0. We'll give you the second half next.